Welcome to Season 2, Episode 40 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. Question for you. How effective are you as a hunting mentor? Hunters have a duty to introduce others, especially youth, to our sport, ensuring that our hunting heritage survives. By getting new stakeholders vested in hunting, we create a new base of young people that will grow into voting adults. We are uniquely positioned to intercept and correct misinformation being disseminated by anti-hunting factions and to arm these young hunters so they can spread the truth about hunting among their peers. Mentoring Matters Every hunter should make it his or her goal to recruit and mentor as many new hunters as can be done correctly. Oftentimes, the same mistakes are made again and over again. Despite best intentions, hunts are often poorly planned within a restrictive time frame or the age and skill of the participant is not taken into consideration. These experiences can turn an individual away from hunting. An organization might get complacent, allowing youth hunting programs to turn into feel-good opportunities for the organization. Mentoring new hunters is not a numbers game. Pumping as many kids through a program as quickly as possible in a competition to see which organization introduces the most kids to hunting is detrimental to retaining and recruiting new hunters into the field. A mentor is a teacher, guiding the new hunter on legal, regulated, and ethical hunts and fielding questions with correct information and proper respect for every aspect of the sport. The mentor who shows off skills or brags about experiences only leaves the new hunter trying to measure up instead of focusing on the experience for themselves. Mentors need training. To properly mentor a new hunter, the mentor must be properly trained. This training can be formal or informal. You should conduct internet searches on the flora and fauna of the area that you plan to go hunting. Talk to those individuals who are involved in state hunter education programs for ideas on introducing individuals to hunting and compare techniques with other hunting mentors. Some formal training opportunities include the National Rifle Association's instructor courses. These courses teach how to teach rifle, pistol, and shotgun in a safe and responsible way. Mentors can become hunter education instructors in their state ensuring that safety is always stressed. Wildlife classes and workshops conducted by state conservation departments are invaluable sources of information as well. These can easily be done on searches around your area and looking towards the local, regional, state, or even federal programs that may be offering these type of workshops to help introduce new people to hunting. Mentoring takes time And not every hunt is going to be productive, but early success contributes to sustained motivation in a new hunter. Mentors arise from three different sources. They usually stem from one of these three groups, either personal contacts, organizational guides, or landowners. Parents, 
other relatives and close friends are mentors formed by blood or by personal relationships. Hunting clubs, conservation clubs, state wildlife agencies, and youth hunting organizations all offer the opportunity to forge new mentors. The same goes for landowners or their agents. To make a lasting hunter, it takes a mentor who is willing to ensure the student is properly prepared before the hunt, taken care of during the hunt, and followed up with after the hunt. Unless all equipment is being supplied, those who have a personal relationship with the youth are often responsible for purchasing his or her first firearm or at least offering advice on the purchase. It is human nature to look for bargains, but quality rifles that will last a lifetime and are known for dependability and accuracy seldom come in combo packages. Make sure your new hunter's first firearm is good quality. While it is natural that hunters may experience doubt or concern about their first hunt, their main piece of equipment should not be one of them. Just as important as the rifle is the optics or scope, which connects the shooter's eye, the bullet, and the target. How well a scope performs is crucial, though a quality scope can cost just as much, if not more, than the rifle itself. The quality of the glass determines the clarity of the image, and prices will reflect that. Fortunately for mentors, Numerous manufacturers offer scopes that are adequate and reasonably priced, considering first-time hunters typically will not be taking long-range shots on any game animal where higher-end scopes can make the difference in clarity and target acquisition. Outfitting a new hunter need not break the bank, but care should always be taken that success rate be given more weight than the cost in the decision-making process. Other factors in determining which scope to purchase are magnification and objective lens. The higher the magnification, usually the higher the cost. Hunters may use a higher magnification to get a close-up view of their target animal after glassing it with their binoculars, of course, first. Then they can dial the magnification down to a smaller magnification for a bigger field of view and because it can be difficult for a new hunter to hold the crosshair steady at higher magnifications. As far as objective lenses go, pick the largest one you can. It will let in more light and translates into a better picture in low light conditions. Game species often are most active at sunup or sundown. A new hunter needs all the help he or she can get in target identification and shot placement. Put yourself in the new hunter's shoes. You have helped him or her pick out a new rifle and a new scope. You've trained them on the range. You've taught them all about wildlife, habitat, and how to hunt safely. And you've placed him or her on game for the very first time. Now it is all on your new hunter who does not want to let you down. Just as important as your choice in rifle and scope is your choice in ammunition. The most common problem I see on youth hunts is a wounded deer due to the use of cheap ammo. Some mentors do not understand the difference in ammo and some buy in bulk for cost savings. Look for maximum expansion and maximum penetration even at added cost. 
All the rifle does is deliver the bullet to the target. In turn, you want the bullet to do its job when it gets there. Other equipment such as binoculars, rangefinders, proper clothing, and the like can be borrowed or shared. The idea is to not have the new hunter incur such a high expense that it deters him or her from hunting. Time at the range is not a one-and-done event. A mentor should take his or her new hunter to the range as often as necessary for that youth to feel confident and proficient in handling his or her firearms. Before the hunt, make sure you take the new hunter to the range as many times as is necessary. This can be done to sight in the rifle and ensure that the hunter is comfortable with the firearm. In the case of a shotgun, go as often as it takes for the hunter to be consistent in breaking clay pigeons. Try to shoot at the range at the same time of day when you plan to go hunting. If you are mentoring a deer hunter, for example, he or she will be hunting at sunrise and late in the evening prior to sunset when it's cooler and damper. If you practice at the range when it's really hot, your bullet is going to perform in those conditions. Flash forward to hunting season, if you're deer hunting when it's a lot cooler, your bullet is not going to perform the same way because the weather conditions have changed. Guides come from clubs, wildlife agencies, and organizations. Organizational guides are usually members of hunting or conservation clubs, state wildlife management agencies, or youth hunting organizations. If an organization commits to recruiting new hunters and has established youth and adult hunter programs, the organization should commit to purchasing appropriate equipment, including quality ammunition. If possible, an organization's guide or mentor should be assigned to a hunter long before a hunt. This takes planning to match mentors to hunters who live close to each other. This enables the mentor to accompany the hunter to arrange and initiate a relationship so the hunter feels comfortable enough to ask questions. There is a big benefit to the mentor taking the hunter to the range just prior to the hunt to verify that the rifle is sighted in and that the hunter can hit the target. Once the hunt begins, the mentor and hunter hopefully will be comfortable with each other. After the hunt, the mentor will be available for questions about processing, meat preparation and cooking, transfer documents, or feelings the hunter may be experiencing. Organizations should vet their members who serve as guides and mentors. Mentors need to undergo a criminal history check, believe in the mission of the organization, hold some type of certification such as the National Rifle Association's rifle, pistol, or shotgun instructor training, or be a hunter education instructor. No matter the species or the season, passing along our hunting heritage produces feelings of joy and fulfillment that are hard to put into words, but show on the faces of these young hunters and mentors everywhere. Landowners can be mentors too. Landowners and their agents are private parties who allow individuals or program coordinators to conduct hunts for beginners on their property. Many landowners look forward to first-time hunts, especially when they're youth hunts. Ladies-only hunts are becoming more and more popular as well as hunts for new adult men. 
Landowners usually partner with different hunting organizations to accomplish this. There are things that landowners can do to help first-time hunters enjoy success. For example, a landowner offering a whitetail hunt for first-time hunters can plan it early in the season when the deer are less wary and move more freely. Landowners know their land and the game. If a first-time hunter is not having any luck, the landowner can step in and help the hunter find certain animals. It is all about the first taste of success. We want new hunters to reap the rewards of their hard work in preparing for this hunt. There is always another trip to learn the lessons of coming up empty-handed. When the landowner participates and interacts with the hunters, it truly makes an impact especially if he or she listens to the young hunter's experiences while on their property. One of the most memorable youth hunts I've had the privilege of conducting was on an exclusive ranch in Texas. It was not because the ranch was owned by a Texas billionaire with a B billionaire who hunted all over the world or contained herds of animals from all corners of the world or possessed all the amenities of a first-class hunting lodge. It was because these kids and their parents were treated as equals, not just by the guides and staff, but by the ranch owner. He treated the kids and guides and families as equal hunters as he was himself. This man of means opened his home to these families, making them feel welcome as fellow hunters, not beneficiaries of his generosity. He helped guide, gave hunting advice, and became invested in their success. When it came time to eat, he got his plate and sat right there among the hunters and their families. I overheard people asking the rancher about his hunting trips around the world, and his response was always the same. He said, I would prefer to hear about your hunting trips. That is how you leave a legacy. So when is the right time to introduce kids to hunting? This question can elicit just about as many opinions and beliefs as the eternal question of which is the best deer caliber. In reality, the better question is how should kids be introduced to hunting? There are many factors involved in this decision, such as age, maturity, and even family traditions. It is important that the youngster is ready for this experience. More often than not, it is the parent or guardian that is not ready and not the young hunter. Introduction to hunting is a process that has many stages and is often confused with the act of taking an animal. The sooner kids are introduced to hunting, the better. I have heard parents set arbitrary age requirements. I have seen parents intentionally protect their kids from the results of a successful hunt. And I've heard and seen parents try to sanitize the sport to the point that it leads to unrealistic expectations. All these parenting mistakes can result in missing the time of development that could lead to a kid with no interest in hunting, or worst, you can end up raising an anti-hunter. Hunting lessons should start when a child is just a few years old when he or she can comprehend simple concepts such as their chicken nuggets actually come from chickens or that their hamburger used to be a moo cow. Parents that think the concept that food used to be a living animal is either too complicated or too sensitive to a young child 
They do not give their kids enough credit. Kids do not have to come from a farm to understand where their food comes from. The personification of animals needs to be left to the makers of cartoons. It is the parents' job to raise their children based in reality and that these include the reality of hunting and the animals that provide us with sustenance. We are all born with an instinct to survive. Believe it or not, some adults do not think that kids at an early age know they like to eat and that their parents or guardians are responsible for providing them sustenance. With this in mind, it should not be surprising to anyone that it might be helpful for kids to see game brought in from the field, dressed, processed, and eventually put on the table. Kids at an early age that were introduced to the dirty chores of hunting, such as the blood, removal of organs, and the butchering process, usually grow into our new generations of hunters. By introducing your young hunter to these chores, as they grow, he or she will be past the dirty part of the chore and are ready to begin learning where the organs are and the importance of shot placement. If introducing young people to hunting is done early, By the time they grow into actual hunters, they are better prepared and tend to be more ethical as they take part in their family tradition of hunting. It is very important how we discuss the concept and the act of hunting to young hunters. I see how many adults try to protect young ears by sanitizing hunting or try and turn the activity into a spiritual event. Here's a newsflash. Hunting can involve and almost always will include the presence of blood. While it is proper to clean as much blood or other offensive images to the non-hunting public while taking pictures, I have witnessed parents trying to remove all evidence of the shot in their quest to protect young kids from this reality. Adults present game to kids that have been cleaned up while professing the ethical quick and clean kill. When this is done, young hunters get an unrealistic view of hunting. How do you think a young hunter feels when he or she walks up to their first successful hunt and there is actual blood on their animal or a trail of blood that he or she has to follow? How do you think that a young hunter might feel if the animal they just shot does not die immediately? Both of these scenarios can lead to the young hunter question his or her ability, which could lead to abandoning the sport. This is because the adults in charge have sanitized hunting when returning with harvested game by removing all sites of blood and refusing to admit that sometimes a follow-up shot might be necessary, or by preaching the virtues of a quick, clean kill without remembering that they are dealing with a young beginner that has not honed their young skills yet. The last thing we want to do is to lose a new hunter because they feel that they failed to live up to their mentor's expectations. Another issue that I've seen when adults are introducing a young boy or girl to hunting is that the mentor tries to make the taking of an animal a spiritual experience. Admittedly, the harvesting of an animal to some individuals can be a spiritual or very deeply moving experience. To most of us, the harvesting of an animal is not a religious epiphany. Neither should you expect the young hunter you are mentoring to have a spiritual homecoming. Some people view the harvesting of an animal as a fun and a great way of getting food. 
You do not want to push your spiritual awakening regarding hunting to the point that your student questions why he or she does not feel the same way. This could make your young hunter feel that they are not worthy of taking an animal. The heritage of hunting is part of our lives. Most of us come from generations of hunters that have hunted for survival. Our forefathers and mothers did not concern themselves protecting children from blood, guts, and processing animals. In fact, on many farms, the kids were sent out to prepare a chicken out of the yard for Sunday supper. Generations past, the harvesting of wild game or the butchering of livestock for food was not a moving event that the participants would sit around chanting while becoming one with the animal spirit world. Hunting was hunting. Nothing more, nothing less. When mentoring young hunters, we need to make the lessons as simple as possible. This means stressing, number one, safety, stressing practicing gaining confidence in your firearm, stressing learning the laws in the area that you'll be hunting, and lastly, stressing the importance of having fun. Hunting is a family tradition, either generations in the making or new to the participants. The tradition of hunting should be part of a young person's life, beginning early and in stages to instill its virtues in his or her soul. The act of hunting does not need to be justified. The time spent talking hunting is better spent showing hunting. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, and creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org or follow us on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.